0: What is going on High Performing Dads? I am so glad to be here. Uh, Today's gonna be off the cuff. I don't have notes to go from. I don't really have much uh, other than what I wanted to say to you today. And I wanted to discuss my journey through this this idea of high performance, how we got to this place of, of High Performing Dads and I wanted to talk about what it means for the future so let's rewind like 14 years ago uh my wife and I were yet to be married she encouraged me to start a gym and I did I started a boot camp that uh was fun I had some one-on-one clients we were in a small closet space really it was like 500 square feet and as it grew, I remember I got to this point where we had moved to a bigger spot, and I was sitting in my office, which is literally was was literally a broom closet prior for the guy who had rented the space before us. And I was sitting there. I just finished classes, uh, and it was seven a.m. And I'm sitting there in front of a computer, and I say, "Oh no, I don't know what to do next. I was stuck, and so." being a homeschool kid, being someone who takes their own education seriously. I started taking courses, reading books, I started improving myself because I figured, hey, if I don't know what to do, there's got to be somewhere, someone out there who knows, who knows how to grow a gym, who knows how to do this, and lo and behold there were coaches who abounded in, uh, uh, there were legion of them, and I chose to, to coach under I think I've had seven or eight business coaches, and each one taught me something different, something super important. And we grew and we grew and we took opportunities when we could and we got to the point uh, where things were, were pretty good for us as far as the gym go uh, was going. We had a full staff, uh, which is another whole conversation. I, it took a lot of leadership les- lessons for me to get actually good at leading. Uh, I regret a lot of the things that I chose to do early on in my, my career as far as leadership and management goes. And that was another moment where I was like, oh, I need to learn how to do this. I, I've never led a team before. This is, this was all new to me. And so again, I go back to my coaches, we talk over management, we talk over this. And uh, I think by the end of it, I, I was actually pretty good at management. I was good at leadership. I was good at developing people. And, uh, we got to this point where, where, again, the gym was was going well. We got to the point where we were making good money, where we could take vacations, where we had a full staff, where we had people doing doing the work. We were, we were really helping people, and I loved the work as far as how it was helping people. And then 2019 hit, and this was, again, at our peak. We were making a lot of money. We were working with, uh, if you know him, Alex Hormozy. We were working with this company called Gym Launch, and <laughs> uh again wildly successful and i remember this point where uh i had hung all of my worth and all of my value and everything that i was on my accomplishments see i was the an elder at our church i was a homeowner i was a leader in the fitness community that we are in training for warriors I had a successful business and all of these external things by any measure you would say wow that guy is successful inside though I was I was miserable in fact I remember my family had took a vacation to Scotland It was June, late July, something like that, and we're driving down this crummy little B road. So I think they have A and B roads. I don't know if they have C roads, but it grades them. And the B roads are the like the quintessential, quintessential Scottish experience. Like when you think of like those turny Scottish roads, that that was was what it was. And we were driving through the Cairngorms, which is the mountain range right in the center uh, of Scotland. And we get out and just pause. The kids are asleep in the back. At this point, we had two kids, Eden and Galilee. And Anna and I just stop. And we look and we breathe. And I'm like, and Anna looks at me and she says, there you are. I didn't realize that I had been hiding from her as much as I had been hiding from me. And I would love to tell you that, th- that at that moment, that was the moment where I was like, oh, I got to turn things around. But no, it took the pandemic blowing things up. It took my, my attitude, my, my selfishness, blowing up the business. Uh, my leadership ended at church. We sold our house and moved in with my in-laws. And all the things systematically that I had hung my hat on as far as who i was and and my value and what i could contribute all those things were gone and i remember anna was going to work because she works in healthcare and i was stay at home with the kids running zoom classes with my clients trying to desperately hold on to something and i had this hour where anna was getting ready for work and and i could write and I did a lot of journaling and a lot of soul searching and over the course of the, the last three years from 2020 until now, there've been ups and downs. I've tried on many, many hats, I've done copywriting, I've wrote scripts for uh, some of the largest companies in the world, some places that you have gone to and bought things from, I guarantee I have consulted businesses, and through all of this, I realized, like, I don't, I, as much as I love writing copy, I was, there was a component missing. Like, the the business owner didn't know, <laughs> didn't know what they were selling, to be honest. They didn't know how to position it. They were just copying what anyone, what everyone else was doing. It was the mistakes I had made. And so the copywriting came with a little, little bit of business coaching. And I was working with people in the gym, a little bit still, uh, just some of my close friends, And I realized like, while I don't miss teaching people how to squat, I don't miss teaching the exercise part of things, I sure as hell miss helping people. And so, uh, and, and at that point I had taken up a a position with my dad's company at Bayside Insulation and I still work there today. And I, I, it's different work than I've ever done. It's construction. which is a strange and different world and I realized every lesson that I had come come up with, every lesson I had been taught, every lesson I had bought or been beaten into me or picked up the hard way had got me to this point where I was actually pretty good at stuff. I was, I was pretty good at leadership, pretty good at management, pretty good at uh, business development. I had all these skills and I was like, how, but how do I convert that to something that, that can actually help people? And so I looked into uh, maybe doing some life coaching. And I realized, man, life coaching comes with a, an incredible amount of baggage. Because you hear the word life coach, and I think what goes through a lot of people's heads is unlicensed therapist. I'm like That's not what I want to do. Like therapy looks backwards, and from what my therapist said is that coaching looks forwards. So I, was like, I don't want to carry that with me. Then I looked into maybe I, I could do business coaching. I looked at business coaching, and while I'm good with numbers, I'm okay, uh, my, my, my accountant will tell you, she will say, uh, Keon, that, that's not your strong suit. And a lot of business coaching is is KPIs and all these hard numbers, I was like, well, that's not it either. And so I really zoomed out, again, I, I had the opportunity to do it I had the time, uh, and again, if you watched my video yesterday, uh, I was able to, because of the work that I was doing with Bayside, I was able to have the space to think about what do I really want to do with my free time? Who do I really want to help? What level of impact can I bring to the world? And uh, I realized like to take that coaching side of things and you take that business side of things, the the Venn diagram comes together and like, oh, you're actually training the person. And I discovered this whole area of high performance coaching where we where other high performance coaches, uh, if you read Brendan Burchard, or if you look up Anthony Trucks, that that those kinds of, of people, uh, it's about taking the human as they are and, and optimizing them and helping them in in areas of their life. And uh, I realized like the people who I wanna help the most are the people who were me. In 2019 if I had had someone that to slap me around a little bit if I had had someone who who cared deeply to teach me the stuff I intend to teach you here I don't know if I would have made the mistakes that I made I don't know if I would have uh, blown uh, uh, everything up as I had done I don't know if I would have uh, made the same critical errors and so that's where the idea of the high-performing dad comes in, high-performing dads. And I was like, gosh, I can't get this off my mind. And I think when you can't get something off your mind, when you're absolutely just obsessed with something, when, when you're in the, it's the middle of the night you're like, oh, I have an idea. Oh, here's another idea. And you can't help but talking about it with people. That's the idea. I, I, I was talking, I, I called up. Uh, both of our pastors. I taught. Our, our church has two head pastors. Well, I guess we have a lead pastor and a assistant pastor. But I called them both up. I was talking about this. It's like, how do we talk about spirit, spiritual exploration through a lens that isn't exclusively Christian? How do we talk about this? How do we talk about that? And I realized like, this has got to be it. This has got to be the thing, at least for now. This next piece of work that I got to, and and I started working on like, okay, in order to be, to be high performing as a father, as a husband, in your work? What are the areas? How do we do this? How do we become uh, the dads that this world needs and deserves? Because I think there's a significant crisis of leadership right now. I think that if you look politically, I think we're we're in a really tough spot, both left and right. I, I, I don't think anyone is serving us. I think we need a a refocusing as as humans. And I think as men, we've been kind of standing there with our hat in our hands, like wondering like, how do we step into this new and different and strange space where maleness as we knew it, or as our fathers knew it, that's not there. And then we look at what maleness is, how maleness is being depicted with, you know, toxic masculinity, which I I don't think is really a thing. I think there are toxic humans. I don't think masculinity is toxic. Um, and actually there, there's probably not actually even toxic humans. They're probably just toxic behaviors. Uh, but that's another subject for another day. And I realized that in order to step beyond, we need to aspire for something else. And I was looking at John Wooden's pyramid of success. And I realized like, hey, maybe we need one of those. And I've been working on that. And I realized that the pyramid really isn't a pyramid, it's a spear. And at the tip of the spear, at the very top of the spear is hope. Because if we have, that, that's the ultimate aspirational thing because if there is nothing to hope for, if there is nothing that we are looking forward to, if there is nothing that we are working towards as humans and, and specifically now in this context as men, then life becomes very, very bleak. And you all know the person who, who I'm talking about, the person who has no hope, the person who sits at home and watches Netflix all day, whose only reason for going to work is so that they can make enough money to have shelter and enough extra money to have booze so they can drink themselves through the weekend and just do it over again. Most men die with their symphony still in them. It's a quote, I don't remember who said it, might be Thoreau, we can just say it's Thoreau. Or the other way of thinking about it is most men lead lives of quiet desperation. And when you look at the this kind of this group and the theme of this group, I put men who are tired of faking it and that that resonated deeply with me because i i thought when in 2019 when i was successful when by all external means i was the successful person all those metrics and i was miserable inside i realized like that was me faking it and so i feel like there's a lot of bravado that goes into masculinity there's a lot of fakeness and my hope with this community and the reason I'm gonna be Taking on uh, the the privacy standards from public to private uh, Pretty much at the end of this video is Because I want some honest and raw conversations, you know, I, I shared with you some of my my deep deep failings uh, You know one thing I didn't share with you is I lost two of my closest friends Through the leadership of my business because i was that bad at it and you know i lost all of my self-worth in 2019 because i didn't have anyone and so my hope is as this community grows it becomes a space where we can come with to one another and say okay how do we grow as men how do we grow as humans how do we become people of consequence and this is my idea i think this is really how we do it i think there's this the the five pillar idea that i presented in one of the first videos and the five pillars again are fitness, health, because you cannot exist anywhere except for here, right? And to extract your health away from your spirit or your mind, to extract that out it's kind of like trying to take eggs out of a cake that's already been baked. You can't do it. Your mind, body, soul, spirit all of those things are inextricably you. So we have fitness, we have individual personal growth you need to have a growth plan you have spiritual exploration like I had mentioned you have relationships so relationships with your yourself relationships with your spouse with your wife kids community and expanding and expanding and then you have work that that has meaning and purpose and significance and how do you do that and so those are the five pillars but more importantly, and what I think is, is the, the, the key takeaway for today is that these, those five pillars have to grow and expand from a center that is truly you. And what I mean by that is that you cannot help, you cannot change the world, you cannot move the needle forward for humanity until you take responsibility for yourself. You start here, you start with I, you start with me, you start with how do I do the best things for me? How do I take care of my fitness? How do I take care of the relationships? with me, how how's my self talk? How is my growth? How are how's my spiritual development? Is what I'm doing meaningful? Then you can expand and you can say, Okay, how's that with my wife? How's that with my kids? And you expand and you expand. How's that with my church? Expand and expand local community. And as you grow outward, that's where you can really help. But you have to start at home. It's that that biblical principle, like you can't help someone with a splinter in their eye when you yeah, you got a board hanging out of your own eye right that's the idea start here start at home and grow outward and that's how we create ripples in our society that's how we create ripples in this community and that's my hope for all of this is that we become a place that grows this becomes a place that creates men of consequence men who aren't afraid to stand up for what they believe in men who who truly want to help not just do this for self-aggrandizement, because there's so much chest beating, isn't there? There's, there's so many people who are just doing it because they want the likes or the updutes or the, the whatevers, right, the recognition. And I've lived that. I have lived for recognition. I have lived for what other people want from me. And there's no joy there. There's no satisfaction and there is no hope there. So as we round this out, as we conclude, I just want you to, to, to feel free to, to use this space for what it's intended, to grow yourself, to enter into community and to help grow others. I intend to do live videos a few times a week. I don't know what my schedule will be. I intend to post things up. I attend, intend to, to share things, but don't rely on me to post everything. I don't want this to be just another one of those groups that you're a part of and you're a consumer. I want you to be a participant. I want you to be someone who is active in this. And uh, I'll probably be cutting this and putting this uh, into a podcast as well. So if you are listening on the podcast, come join us on Facebook. Just look up High Performing Dads. It's got the same logo uh, as of now. And so come join us, join the discussion and realize that you are made for more that you were put here for a significant purpose. You were put here to have deep impact on the lives around you. You were put here to move the needle forward for humanity because if you don't, who's, who else is gonna do it? There's no one. There's there's no one. You, you can rely, you can hope, you can, you can dream that someone else is gonna do it, dream that someone else is gonna walk through the front door and fix you, but you'll be waiting Pretty much your whole life. That's all I got for you today. Go into this weekend strong. Go into this weekend with intention, and we'll talk in Monday.